of his grace. This redemption through his blood. And the forgiveness of sin by the riches of grace. By the riches, the importance of his grace, the quality of his grace. And we are grateful. Thank you for the works of Christ. Thank you because of the victory of Christ. Thank you because of the power of the, of the age which is to come. Thank you because of the secrets of God being revealed to us by the Holy Ghost. Thank you because of the indwelling of our spirits. We give you all the praise. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, because we are covering for us. From all the storms, from all the problems, from all the issues of life. We are secured. Oh, glory be to God. We are protected. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we are protected. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even faith. Thank you for that faith. Thank you for that life. Thank you for your covering. Oh, your hand of Shikatoya. Oh, your hand of Shikatoya. Brilliant Subrakia. Because the branch of the Lord is beautiful. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful. Thank you because of the branch of the Lord that is beautiful. Thank you because of the power of the Spirit. 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 Give her the praise. Give her the praise. Give her the praise. Give her the praise. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. All right. I want to speak on what's of titled The Seed of the Woman. The Seed of the Woman. I really want to speak this from the protect from the prophetic declaration. I'm very sorry, please. Prophetic, I mean to say, prophetic declaration from Genesis chapter three, verse thirteen. And yet, I want to trace God's words or God's promise of a savior from the very first book of the Bible. And from the third chapter, verse 15. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and a seed. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed, thy seed and a seed. What is the seed of the woman? Go to the brown. Know for sure that this land will be given to your seed. What is the seed? All through the scripture we keep having the word repeated. The seed. But in particular, Genesis 3.15 talks not just about the seed, but it talks about the seed of the woman. 
now looking at a uh, a genealogy there is nothing such as the seed of a woman should be the seed of a man because a woman has no seed except the seed he gets from the man so every seed in a family is the seed of a man and that is why in the ancient Jewish custom when a genealogy is to be considered they look at the seed of the man okay now look at Matthew chapter 1 but we want to look at the seed of the woman and actually to grasp what the Lord is saying by the seed of the woman the book of the generation of the generation of Jesus Christ the son of David not the son of whoever was David's wife the son of David that is is, is the word the seed of David the seed of Abraham but in Genesis it was not called the seed of Abraham it was not called the seed of David it was called the seed of a woman so by saying the seed of the woman God was saying something in particular it was to remind us that the savior that would deliver mankind from the attack of the devil and the defeat of the plan of God for man race will be a seed from the woman but not a seed from the man and God meant to say that he is going to be born by a woman but he that is born by a woman is not a woman is not a human being that's what I want to say so Jesus Christ came from Eve was birthed from Eve but was not a seed from Joseph so it was not Joseph that made Mary pregnant which by which Christ was birthed no Jesus only came through Mary but he was not a foetus that's the result of the fusion of you know the The, 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 the sperm of the man and the egg of the woman that's not the formation Mary was just a passage through which the promise of the Lord came to pass and that tells us that the Savior who came to save us in person of Jesus was not a man was God but came through man to deliver man and why must he be a man now let's see Hebrews chapter 2. Why? Why didn't, he, why didn't he come as God Almighty? So that all at once everybody sees that he's God and you know everybody believes on him right away. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not 
on him the nature of angels, but they took on him the seed. The seed of Abraham. Now, you know, Jesus had two genealogy. Romans chapter 1. From this one, Apostle Paul said that concerning his son Jesus Christ, who was of the seed of David by the flesh. So there is the human genealogy of Jesus. That is, he was born from the lineage. Now, he was not saying that he was um, from, he had the, the gene of David runs on him, or runs in him, or that it was um, um, Joseph that actually battered him. But he was saying that he was a gift that came through the lineage of David. He was of the seed of David, but actually was not a man like David was a man who was a God. The Lord said to my Lord, David said, sit at my right hand. So David calls him Lord. Jesus Christ was trying to, you know, um, humiliate or scold the Pharisees. He told them, he said, what think you of Christ? David in his psalm said, the Lord says to my Lord, if David calls him Lord, how come there is children? In other words, David called him Lord. So he can't call his own son Lord. So for him to have called him Lord, it meant that the one he calls Lord is bigger than him. So he said, what think he of Christ? The anointed. David calls him Lord. Now, so when the scripture says that he was the seed of David, he was not talking about the fact that David came from him, but he, he meant to say that he came out of the lineage of David according to the promise of God, which must be because he was a promised savior. But then, the other part of that scripture, Romans 1, 2 says, but he was declared over the Son of God by faith, and the power of holiness. Now, it means that Jesus can be traced to two sources. One is the seed of David. And by saying it's the seed of David, it came from the lineage. He was not a man, but he came from the lineage of David. Also, is the seed of the woman. That is, he came, he was battered from Mary, who happens to be a woman, but it was not a seed of man, it was a seed of God. He was the son of God. He is God manifested in the flesh. You know, when you say somebody is, uh, is, is from the seed of David or came from the seed of David, he meant the child of David. And, you know, but by the way of the scripture, he meant to say that he came out from the household. For instance, I have a cousin that lived with us. Now, if you don't know How she came into the family, you think she is my mother's daughter. But she was not. Mother picked her when she was very tender. I think she was one and a half years or two. And she brought her to Lagos. So she grew up. She did not leave Lagos until she was 25. She spent about almost 23 years in Lagos. So people would never know the story calls her Shobakin. But she knows she does not be a Shobakin. She bears another thing. So from the from the human standpoint, people believe and biographers, people who wrote the gospel, believe that Jesus Christ came from the lineage of David. But divinely, by what God revealed to Moses, he was although from the seed of David, because God promised him to that lineage. But then that man he promised was not actually a man; is the seed of the woman or is 
God that came through it. A woman. That's the point I want to make. I didn't just want to speak anything to Exegetica. Isaiah chapter 4. I just want to show you in Isaiah chapter 4. What is it to do? What do we stand to gain? Isaiah chapter 4. Now, we begin to see another prophecy about this Savior. Now, two things I want to do. Number one, to prove to you God's consistency by way of saying He's faithful. When He speaks, He has the capacity to do whatever He says, however long it is, He will do it. You may not witness it. You may not be there eventually when it comes to do what he promised you. But you can be so sure he will do it. He promised Abraham the land of Canaan all through his years, all through the year of Isaac, all through the year of Jacob, and the, and the, and the subsequent generations, they lived as strangers on the land. But 450 years after God showed up and told Moses, I'm going to give you this land. And it took them also another 40-something years in the wilderness before the land eventually became theirs. So Abraham did not see the promise fulfilled. Isaac did not see it. Jacob did not see it. Generations, even Moses did not see it. Although fought a part of it to claim it for, 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 for the Hebrews. But he never saw the old hand taken over by the Jews as God promised. Although he saw the land. But he never saw when they actually inhabited it as their own. But it did come to pass, it came to pass. So all of this is just to say something that whatever the Father says, you can trust Him, it will come to pass. So when God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and that's what is even happening today. The sons of light and the sons of darkness, we can never be light. Friendship with the world is enemies to God. Whoever wants to be the form, become the friend of the world, become the enemy, becomes the enemy of God. Enmity. That is, there is a divergence or a division or a separation between the goats and the sheep, between the light and the darkness, between the sons of light and the sons of darkness, between those who have received Christ and those who have not received him. There will be a enmity between thee and the woman, and between their seed. And the seed, let's read verse 16. Hallelujah. Verse 16, is it coming up? All right. I will put enmity between. You and the woman, and between your offspring and and us, he will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman, he said, "I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be of your husband, and he will rule over you." Now, let me see verse fourteen and see. Cause are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals who will crawl on your belly and you will eat those all the days of your life and I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your, your, between your offsprings and us, it will crush your head. Now, that's another part of that prophecy. This seed of the woman is to do something to the serpent. Now, the serpent is a figurative manifestation of the devil. And now he broke into God's plan and 
rob mankind of God's bliss given to them. God said, this is going to be the climax of this battle you started today, Lucifer. The seed of the woman, I will cause myself to come and crush. I will not deal with you in this garden because I'm sending you house. But wherever I send the two of you to, in time to come, in due time, I will come and I will crush your head. And you will strike his ear. Now the question is, what does it mean to crush the head? To decapitalize. To kill, to destroy. To be striped of authority. And these are all the things Christ did to Jesus when he died. The day he died at Calvary. The day he crushed the head of Lucifer. The day God actually put the devil under our feet. Hallelujah. So if you are a child of God, you are victorious all the time. The devil has no place in your life. The devil cannot cheat you. You have authority. You have got to be conscious of this. You are to be an authority over the works of darkness. Anywhere you meet the devil, you should check him out. Because Jesus Christ crushed his head. He didn't just only crush it, he restored that which he robbed us of. The kingdom and authority, the prosperity, the bliss of God, everything. He had delivered us from the power of darkness, Colossians 1.13. And he conveyed us into the kingdoms of his dear son, the whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. So there is a new reality, there is a new predestined on which we stand and from which we rule. So there is the crushing of the head. As a result, every underwork of darkness is crushed in your life. You have got to know this. Whoever sinned is of the devil for the beginning, they were sinned, and the Son of God was manifested that he may do something that he may destroy the works. So, in crushing the devil, he destroys his work, he undo his work, he empowered you, he turned you to God, he brought you to the kingdom. Isaiah chapter 4, a prophecy I want you to see. And in that the seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own bread, wear our own apparel, only let us be called by the name to take away our reproach. You can't understand the scripture except we read from chapter one. Now, this is talking about the aftermath of all. God said, Because you have rejected me, he said, You've left me, or you've rejected me, the fountain of life. You said, um, um, one of the controversies you raised was that he said they've rejected him, and there is no soundness in them. From the sole of their feet to the crown of their head, there is no soundness. They have been bruised and said that the, he has raised them. They have not known him. As a result of that, they will die in the war. There will be war. There will be famine. There will be catastrophe. There will be sickness. There will be death. There will be famine. No, there will be scarcity of food. And all of those evils will prevail upon them. Then in chapter 4, God began to introduce us the solutions to the woes and the pains. And this is a metaphoric description of the works of Christ in the midst of the woes and the pains in the world. Okay, so that you can understand, let me give you uh, a background or a drop, a backdrop of the scripture. Isaiah chapter 1 from verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give you, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children. That is God talking, of course. And they have rebelled against me. Man had rebelled. The ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's rib, but Israel does not know, my people does not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evil doers, children that are corruptors, they are forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the only one of Israel unto anger, and they are gone away backward. Now begin to look at the consequences. 
why should you be stricken anymore you will revolt more and more the old earth is sick and the old earth is faint now you begin to see the consequences of their sin one is that they are stricken two they have wounds three they have sores four there is no soundness in their health number seven that is the seven your country is desolate your cities are burned with fire your land strangers devour in your presence and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers and the daughter of zion is left as a cottage in the viand as a lodge in the garden of cucumbers as a besieged city so a lot of consequences let me read up to 10 then i jumped back to verse 4. except the lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant we would have been like sodom and would have been like unto gomorrah hear the word of the lord ye rulers of sodom give ye unto the lord unto the law of our god ye people of gomorrah now from this you begin to see the consequences of the rejection of god by the people of god by the nation of israel so in the midst of the catastrophe god then promised them a savior just as he promised in genesis 3 15 that there will be a seed of the woman and i said the seed of the woman talks about the fact that this person that will be a savior that will deal with the devil is going to come from 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 eve from the woman is going to be battered just like every other person is battered but he's not a man like every other person so jesus christ is not a man one of the reasons why he had the capability to save us from that which we can save ourselves romans 8 1, for what the lord cannot do in that it was weak and christ had come in the likeness of seven flesh and on the account of sin condemned sin in the body so he came to deliver me from what i can do and this affects every areas of my life glory be the god forever now back to isaiah chapter 4 from verse 2 now in that day shall the branch of the lord be beautiful and glorious now this branch of the lord is the same as the seed of the woman christ and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of israel and it shall come to pass that he that is left in zion and he that remaineth in jerusalem shall be called holy even everyone that is risen among the living in, in jerusalem when the lord shall avoid away the field of the feet of the daughter of zion and shall pour the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of holiness. Verse 5. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion, upon every assembly, a cloud and a smoke by day. Look at that metaphoric description of Christ. He is a cloud and a smoke by day. And by the term cloud, whenever the scripture uses the word cloud, he uses the word covering. The Bible says that the Lord covers himself with a cloud. He spreads the cloud for a cover. So God says that there will be a cloud. That is Christ is a protection. It's a covering force. There will be a cloud. And a smoke by day. And a shining of the flaming fire by night. So it's the cloud by day. And the fire by night. And this will be upon our dwelling place. The Mount Zion. The city of God. The presence of God. So what Christ did for us is that he brought us into the presence of God. He gave us light. He gave us, you know, the presence of the Father. He shielded us. He covered us up. Filled us with the glory of the Father. Because the, 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 cloud, and, uh, uh, the cloud and the smoke by the day and the shining 
of a flaming fire by night indicate the glory of God in the Exodus. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. So he is our defense. So when it says, there will come a seed that will crush the head of the serpent. He said, I will raise a defense for mankind. So Christ is our defense. Christ is our covering. Christ is, 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 is God's presence for us. And now we create upon every place of Mount Zion. The place Mount Zion is figurative the description of the body of Christ. The kingdom of God. The church of God. The city of God. Where God lives. The house of God. Which is the type of the church. Now look at this fall. Then the Lord shall have washed away the filthy daughter of of Zion. Now you check that this work of Christ comes because Christ is coming to watch over the filthiness. So sin robbed God, I mean robbed man of God. Robbed man of God's provision for all our sin and the coming of the glory of God. Now to come short of the glory of God means to be disqualified or to be disconnected from God's provisions. So Christ came to connect us back to that which we've lost. He says, and it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem. These are metaphor, now, metaphoric descriptions of the church of God and, and the body of Christ. Now, but then, as it were, yeah, this was talking about the nation of Israel in history. But in this day, we're talking about the church of God and Christ and what he did for us. And said, those who remain in Moses, who remain in Christ, and who remain in Jerusalem, the place where the king grows, that is the presence of God, the presence of Christ, shall be called holy, agios, shall be separated. Even everyone that is written among the living in Jerusalem, okay, that's talking about those who escaped the war, okay? But then we're talking about the church now. When the Lord shall have washed away the feeding of the daughter of Zion. So the problem of man is the problem of sin. So when the sin problem is dealt with as Christ already dealt with it, the scripture says we come into the presence of God. Say that, and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment. Now we saw the work of the spirit. So it is the death of Christ that brings about the the works of the Spirit. Christ said in John chapter 14, he said, it's the expedient that I go for. If I do not go, the comfort I will not come. So, the work of Christ is tantamount to the coming of the Holy Ghost. So, there is no work of the Spirit. There is no coming of the Spirit except Christ offered up himself as the sacrifice that takes away the sins of the world. So, by that sacrifice, we are delivered from the power of darkness. That must be understood. This is the basis of our freedom and deliverance. This is the legal side of redemption. When the Lord have washed away the feeding daughters of Zion and shall purge the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. Now, the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning talks about the Holy Ghost. Now, verse 5, and the Lord will create upon every dwelling place. Now, the brilliant place come when the sin is taken away. So, sin makes it impossible for you to dwell in the presence of God. And check it if you are not dwelling in the presence of God. Then you can expect pains. You can expect regrets. You can expect humiliation. You can expect affliction. You can expect oppression. You can be weak. But the good news is that now salvation has come. This seed of the woman has come. And it's Christ. 
In Romans chapter 5, the apostle Paul said, In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. So he paid the penalty to fulfill the claim of justice so that we can be restored. So there is nothing wrong in the world except that man refused the offer and the solution to the problems. Now, verse 5, again, Isaiah chapter 4, verse 5, And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion. Now, the Mount Zion in Hebrews chapter 10 talks about the city of God. So we've come to the Mount Zion, the city of God, the, com- the, 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 the company of innumerable angels. So what I'm picking from the old reference of the scripture is that Mount Zion is the city of God, the house of God, the pillar of truth, the body of Christ, the redeemed. So when the scripture says, it will create upon every dwelling place of Monzang, it talks about the state we are in the kingdom of the father he's talking about our position right now before the presence of the father and what we are interfacing with we are inter we are first we are dwelling in the presence of god two we are dwelling in a tabernacle where christ himself is in our midst maybe let me leave the scriptures in a little while let me show something revelation chapter 21 Revelation chapter 21. Hallelujah. Uvata Koramo Shantelaborobosita. Glory be to God. Chapter 22. Verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of, of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and out of the lamp, in the midst of the streets of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare. Two of manners of fruit, yielded a fruit every month, and the leaves of the three were for the healing of nation. Verse 3, there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and a servant shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his, and his name shall be in their four earths. There shall be no more night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun for the lord had given them light and they shall reign forever and ever this is our new reality so when the scripture says we are translated into the kingdom of theirs of the of their son they cannot be a kingdom without the throne so it's may we came into the presence of god and one of the things that is marked out as you know as to what we stand to gain here is that in this place where we come to is the throne of God and as a result there is no tears there is no cause Revelation chapter 7 verse 15 therefore they are before the throne of God Revelation chapter 7 verse 15 to serve him day and night in his temple and he that seated on the throne shall dwell among them that's our stakes now we are dwelling in the presence. Adam was sent out of the garden because God wouldn't want him to eat of the fruit of life so that he would not live forever. So as soon as Christ came and gave us the water of life, that now we have the life of Christ as the claim of justice had been paid, we are brought back into the presence of the Father. So you live in the presence of God. Christ came to restore the presence. And because of the presence of you, the devil cannot touch you, cannot afflict you, cannot harass your life. They are before the throne of God and they will serve him night and day. What do we do in the throne? We'll serve. And he that seated on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall not hunger anymore, neither thirst anymore. Neither shall the sun 
light on them nor any eat for the lamb which is in the midst of them so what makes the difference is the presence the lamp in the midst of them shall feed them and shall lead them onto the living fountains of water and shall wipe away the tears from their eyes so there is no tears in the presence there is no hunger in the presence there is no fear in the presence the lamp is there and that is what makes the difference so when in Isaiah chapter 4 we read that he's going to build a dwelling place in every place in Mosiah he's talking about our new status where he lives and where we live with him Isaiah chapter 4 I want to do this very quickly so that we can close. I just want to um, show you the faithfulness of God. How that he has the capability to do whatever he says. You can trust him for whatever he says. Hallelujah. Now verse 5 again. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion, the church of God. And upon assemblies. That is the presence of God is our assemblies where we, where we assemble. Unto him the answer pressure all flesh gather. So whenever we gather, we gather unto the Lord, unto assemblies, a cloud and a smoke by day as the presence of Jesus. This is the prophecy that wherever we gather, there will be the presence of Jesus. We are two or three are gathered in my name, I'm in the midst of them. So we don't just do church, we don't just come together to pray because we felt the need of prayer, we need, need to pray rather, or because we felt a need, or because we felt something is wrong and we just really want to do something to control it quickly. No, the Bible says whenever we gather, we come into the presence. If we put in every place of Mount Zion and upon our assemblies a cloud and a spoke by day, that cloud and a spoke by day is Christ. And the shining of the flame of fire night, for upon all the glory shall be a defense. Christ is the defense. Verse 6 And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime. Check that. A tabernacle, a place to stay. For a shadow, for a covering in the daytime because of the presence of Christ. So salvation is God offering us his presence again, although we lost it. Salvation is God's grace, it's God's second chance. It's God offering help. It's God showing hope in that situation. And the greatest blessing you could have is not homagip. It's not a property in Atlanta, Georgia. It is the presence of the Father. Moses told God, when God told them, okay, it's high time, you spent two years in Monzai now, you have got to leave Monzai, I mean, Monsinai now, you have got to move, you've, no, you've, you've, you've wandered around this mountain and of them move. Moses said, no, 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 we've enjoyed your company here for the past two years, though you've been giving us the law, and I've been trying to build the tabernacle, now the tabernacle is, is complete, you said you want to move um, into the tabernacle, so your presence will go with us, but if you know this presence will not go with us as we have enjoyed for two years, do not let us leave this place. Now, what is that? Moses places premium on the presence of God because they have seen the effect of the presence so what makes the difference in your life is the presence Psalm chapter 50 David said do not take your Holy Ghost from me do not cast me away from your presence you know when the presence of God leaves a man he's already in hell even though he's still working as a man on earth so the greatest Joseph was locked in the prison but the Lord was with him the presence Jeremiah was locked in the prison, but the law was with him. So because of the present, Joseph did not see the prison. Jeremiah did not see the prison. Lucifer told God, he said, look, I can't touch you. I can't touch Job because we have made fire around about him, the presence of God. is a shield, is a protection. 
to hear God says that now as a believer because of the works of Christ when the seed of woman came when he crushed the head of the devil for you he didn't only do that he restored you back to it and then is the presence of God so we have the presence of the father now we can do business with the father now we can be major influence hallelujah and it shall be a tabernacle. The water tabernacle is a place to stay. For a, a shadow in the daytime from the heat. And you know the word heat is that which burns you. That which makes to be inconvenient. That which bites you. That which makes to be uncomfortable. That will make you to sweat. That which brings unnecessary pressure and strikes upon you. He will cover you from the stress of life. From the harassment of the devil. From fear. And not just that. And for a place of refuge. We are to stand. We are to, we are to hide. And hide out. So you have a protection. There's a siege. I mean, I don't want to say siege. There, there, there's a shield, I want to say here rather. Over your life. So the devil has no access to your house. And for a cover from storm and rain. There are a lot of storms that have broken some people's home. It broke some people's business. It broke some people's marriage. It broke some people's power of parenting. It broke some people's relationship. It broke some people, many nations. It broke up the economy. Storms! Sickness can be a storm. Disease can be a storm. Health issues can be a storm. Hatred can be a storm, rejection, disappointment, and all of the problems of life. Immorality can be a storm. Uncontrolled appetite. Habits that you are finding difficult to break can be a storm. But he said that to the day that this branch, never you forget what it says in verse um, 2, in that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious. Now, he said it will be appealing, it will make more sense to us when that seed of the woman comes. Because it's going to correct what your efforts cannot correct. What we were laboring to do for what the Lord cannot do, He did. That is grace. So, grace did three things for us He empowers us, He turns us to God, and He gave us what we do not deserve. So, brother, the good things that come, and Christ is that good thing that could ever happen to any man. It's a good thing. But let me show you Isaiah chapter 11, then I show you the last scripture, then we close. Now, never you forget that Isaiah chapter 4 verse 2 says that In that day shall the rod The branch let, let me pick it exactly In that day shall the branch of the Lord What is the branch of the Lord? What is that branch? That branch is still the same seed of the woman Shall be beautiful and glorious Now, glorious means it will be powerful We come in its full strength Beautiful means it to be appealing, to be relevant. Now, he's also, you know, Isaiah chapter 2, called the mountain of the house of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2. And there come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the Lord's house. Now, Jesus is the mountain of the Lord's house. He's the seed of the woman. He's the mountain of the Lord's house. Shall be exalted or established on the top of the mountains. There are all the mountains, where is the peak of all the mountains. And shall be exalted above the hills, and all the nations shall flow to it. 
So Jesus is the savior of the world. So the branch of the Lord in the day shall the branch of the Lord. Why is it called the branch? What is the branch? The branch means it is going to shoot out from the from the stem of Jesus. Now, the branch of the Lord talks about the fact that the branch the Lord promised to David we will be coming out of the seed in the Lord because how do I explain it? He is the Lord Himself. So is the branch of the Lord. That is, is the Lord will be that is the Lord Himself will find expression amongst men. The branch of the Lord. That is the promise of the Lord. That is the Lord Himself will manifest like He showed up in 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 uh, in Mori to Abraham. The branch of the Lord. That is what God has for his son. Now, the word branch of the Lord means the anointed of the Lord. The chosen of the Lord. The branch that the Lord had, 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 had engrafted or had, had made to shoot out to cause health to the whole of the tree. Isaiah chapter 11. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Now, watch the word, the stem of Jesse. There is a tree, the tree is Jesse, the family tree is Jesse. But a rod, now what is that rod? The scripture calls it a branch shall grow out of its roots. It didn't just come out by itself, it's the rod of the Lord. The Lord caused it to come out. And there's a uniqueness about this verse too. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon it. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and mind, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ear, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the make of the earth, and he shall smear the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his sleeve, shall he slay the wicked, and righteousness shall be the girdle of his bones, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. And the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatting together, and the little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat store like the ox, and the suckling shall shall play on the hole of the ass, and the wind child shall put his hand on the cock. Cockatrice dance and they shall not hold nor destroy in my holy mountain so what he calls the branch of the lord he calls the holy mountain what he calls the holy mountain is the branch of the lord and it also speaks of the presence of the lord so christ is the presence of god so when god said the 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 the, the, the seed of the woman he meant the presence of god he said he meant to say i will give you eden and by the time eden is coming back i would have crushed the devil under your feet and look at what the presence of Christ will accomplish. The seemingly anomaly, the identical life will become possible again. Lion will eat straw. That was the order of life. This is Adam's life in the garden. The lion were not wild animals. They were just domesticated and domestic animals. They eat grass. A little child will eat them. That is talking about what the presence of God can do. It tames evil. So one of the reasons why evil has found a full-scale expression in our world is because the presence of God is void. 
Glory be to God, we have Jesus today. So you cannot afford not to have Jesus. How catastrophic, how problematic, how confusing your life would be. You should know that. Now, the scripture I want to show you really, which I, I hope I will not spend much time in, is one of my favorite scriptures, Ephesians chapter 2. You know, the all of Ephesians is a masterpiece of, of what Jesus did for us. Now, D.W. Kenyon says, three people saw what happened at the cross. The devil saw it, the apostles saw it, and God saw it. What the apostles saw, they wrote in the Synod of the Gospels, and four of them wrote. Peter attested that he was with Christ and they walked with Christ. They were with him when the voice of majesty spoke from heaven, that this is my beloved son, the woman I'm more pleased. So they narrated from the, um, um, the second person, uh, I mean the third person narrative technique, uh, narrative standpoint. That is the way uh, storytellers, they to told us what they saw, what they witnessed. But it's also that which God saw and which the devil saw, which Christ accomplished as a result of what was playing out physically that the synoptic writer recorded. It is called the revelation of Jesus. Paul calls it also the mystery that was hidden from ages past. So Jesus did not die alone. The death of Christ accomplished something for you. Not just something, a victory. This is the faith that overcomes the world. I mean, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. So there is a victory that was brought to you. So you are not fighting to win, you won. Because of Jesus' work. And Ephesians 1 5 says that you are accepted already because of the works of Christ. But then if you don't know this, the devil will take the advantage of you. Now, in Ephesians chapter 1, Apostle Paul began to tell us that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, um, just as God has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world began. Then he began to tell us God's intentions so that we, he said, God's intentions that we can be different and we can walk in righteousness, we can be without blame. There's no flaw, there's no weaknesses, there's no inadequacies because strength has come now. Then he said that we may walk in love before him. Then he also spoke about the power of the grace that in the grace we have forgiveness of sin. We have Phonesis, we have um, Sophia, we have, um, um, we have forgiveness of sin. Then he also made us to realize that he had revealed to us the mystery of his will, that in the dispensation of time to come, we will understand the grace of God and so on and so forth. So when we come to verse 17, Apostle Paul began to say that I began to pray for you because of this fact of Christ, that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of glory, we give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you can know him more. So salvation is an entrance into God, but that's all there is. It gives you an opportunity to come and explore your creator, to know him again. You know, the other time, um, the early part of today, I was meditating again, um, Genesis 1, 26-28, the Bible said that, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over... Um, everything that creeps upon the earth and over all the earth. Now, when I was reading that again, what struck me is that God made provision for wealth. So when God said that I have dominion, you know, one of the Lord have shared me in time past concerning that scripture is that God did not tell Adam to rule over fellow human before there was no one to rule over first. The first human like him said was Eve. And it was his helpmate, his suitable help, his partner. Apostle Peter caused your heir of salvation. 
Okay, so it was not to rule over fellow human beings, it was the fall that led to ruling um, over mankind. Jesus Christ said, The kings of this world rule over themselves, which shall not be amongst you. In other words, that was not the pattern from the beginning, that was not the divine design. So, when God told Adam, Rule over the fish, rule over the animals, rule over the beast, God was giving him a ticket for prosperity. Live a life without limitation, a life of abundance. So, God's scheme for you is not perfect, it's not insufficient. So, in other words, one of the things we stand to gain as we respond to the offer of Christ's words. The other day, too, I was meditating in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. The Bible said that the ascended on high, he gave gift to the sons of men, he gave some apostles, some preachers, I mean, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, and pastors. Then he said, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now the word ministry there means service, diaconos, means to serve. So he gave them pastors so that they can serve man well and in the course of serving, there will be effectiveness. So there is no how we are restored and wealth and dignity did not come all at the same time. For over some times I was... Going through the book of Revelation chapter 5. The scripture told us seven things that came into our life as a result of Jesus taking over the scroll and opening the seal. So salvation, the death of Christ is the glory of God restored. Is the beginning of power, the beginning of worlds, the beginning of the blessings, the beginning of the glory of God restored to our life. And if you don't know this, you will not walk in them. Revelation 11 verse 15 the bible said now is come salvation strength for the kingdom of this world is become of our lord and we shall reign so the kingdom is ours revelation chapter 12 verse 10 now says that now is come salvation strength and power so we have got all we need to live life to the maximum and to live meaningfully purposefully resourcefully and impactfully all together so in chapter 17, Apostle Paul begins to pray for you. That your eyes will be open to come and know him that has saved you. He said that the eyes of the understanding have been enlightened. That to enlighten means to be educated, to be made to see the purpose of his calling. So that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power according to his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of God, far above principalities and power. And he made him to be the head of the church. Okay, so what Apostle Paul was saying is that Christ dealt with the devil, strapped the devil of his power, went up into heaven, and in chapter 2, Apostle Paul began to say that now we rule from where Christ is seated. So when you study the whole of Ephesians chapter 2, you saw that it has two uh, basic focus. From verse 1 to 10, it talks about where Christ took us from and where he brought us to. Now, he took us from walking according to the course of this world, from walking according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the tune of disobedience, among whom also we have our conversation in the time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and we are by nature children of rods. In other words, Christ took us from a place. It changes our status. And what was that? That is what used to rule you no longer should rule you because of the provisions Christ had made for you. He has quickened us. So one of the things sin does to mankind is to kill our consciousness of the presence of god is to kill our sense of responsibility and obligation to god our sense of oneness with him our sense of the fact that we are made in his image so the apostle reminded us that in christ we are quickened and our trespasses are forgiven that is god overlooked our past took care of our past 
give us the power to leave the presence and promise us the future. And Apostle Paul said, as a result, we are no longer ruled by the things in the, in, in, in the world. Things around us, things we see, things we touch, things we relate with on a daily basis do not relate to, I mean, do not really describe our life, do not really rule our life. Look at that verse 2, Ephesians 2, 2. We are in a tempest, you want you want to work according to the course of this one. Now, the work course of this one means the activities of this one. What are the activities for? Fame, beauty, fashion, education, you know. Uh, luxury and world creation, properties and all of that, appearances, all of those activities. Say so we are ruled by this thing, sense of beauty, sense of, you know, esteem and all of that. There's nothing wrong in all of those things. But these are the things that basically rule mankind. But there's something more. There's the life of God. So one can have all of this, have fashion, have beauty, have fame, and you are caught away from the life of God. So what Paul was saying is that we are delivered from this. We are no longer ruled by this thing. We are not dominated we are not uh, our life is not influenced basically by this thing we are influenced by the life of god because we have the life of god in us we have all of this thing we live in the world but actually what power our life is the life of god they say christ by his death quickened us then you know in verse 4 he told us that this was done by grace Verse 6, he told us that he raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. In other words, Christ brought us to himself and reinstated us into his position such that we become who he is. He took our place so that we can take his place. Now, I want to start reading from verse 10 through 23 to see what Christ has done that we will pray. He did this for you. This is my favorite scripture. Fortune has come, blessing has come, power has come, glory has come. Now the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord. Apostle Paul called all of this, we want to read the mysteries that was hidden from ages. So these are secrets people of the ancient time before the advent of Christ never knew. And now it's made available to you. And they are not just concepts, they are realities you can bargain, you can, you can, you can relate to it. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God created before which God has before ordained that we should work in them. Whereof remember that you will be that you been in tempers Gentiles in the flesh who are called on circumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of israel and strangers from the covenant of promise hallelujah glory be to god glory be to god forevermore he had made you to be part of the commonwealth of israel the word was a blessing to them. You cannot be a particular of. That's the scripture. That's the scripture. That at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and stranger from the from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. Now, but now in Christ, you know, that is the most important thing. But now in Christ, so something happened to you in Christ. Your status changed. Now look at what used to be your condition. Verse 11, 
did a kind of summary of verse 1 to 10 against a aware of that in time past you were Gentiles in the flesh. Now, and he took his time to explain what he meant by Gentiles. He said you were uncircumcised, but uh, which is called circumcision. That is, your old man was not talk, was not taken away. You were ruled by sin. You were ruled by your appetite. You were ruled by emotions. You were ruled by your lust. You were ruled by your desires. At that time, he was describing your life as a Gentile. You were without Christ. You were separated from the anointed. Being aliens to the common world of Israel, there is a world God has packaged for you, for the for the nation of Israelite because of the promise he had for Abraham. He said, we are not part of it. We are Gentiles. We are taken away from all of these promises. We are strangers from the covenant of promise. Now, we are strangers from the promise of God which he made to them by covenant. That's what the scripture is saying. And because we are separated from God's provisions to the nation of Israel, and because we are caught up because of the fall of Adam, because he sinned against the order of God or is sin against God, we had no hope in this world and we are without God. So what did Christ did for me? He brought the Father to me. John 1, 18, no one has seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son who was at the bosom of the Father revealed him. So he gave me the Father. So God is a gift. Reve- uh, it's a revelation. Genesis chapter 15, God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, I am your Shield and your exceedingly great reward. So God becomes my reward in Christ. He restored the Father to me. Now I can know the Father. Now I can live with the Father. Now I have hope for, for life. I have hope for the future. Verse 18. But now in Christ Jesus, you were sometimes afar off. We are made name by the blood of Christ. That reminds me of um, Hebrews chapter 9. The scripture talks about the fact that the way of the holiest was not made manifest when the first tabernacle was standing. But in chapter 10, we read that by now, because of the death of Christ, by the death of Christ, we are brought to the holiest of holies. So the blood of Jesus Christ did something to us. He brought us near to the Father. So that now we can call him Father. The Bible says that thou art worthy to take the scroll and open the seed thereof. Um, that is... Uh, Revelation chapter 7. Say, because you were slain. Because you were slain. So the death of Christ, his blood that was shed, was actually the act of God being poured out. The love of God being poured out. And as a, as a result of that, I am made nearer. So anytime you feel far away or you feel you are disqualified, why don't you plead the blood? The more you plead the blood, the nearer you move to your father. And the nearer his comfort, the nearer his power, the nearer his grace, the more conscious we become of his presence. You that were far off, now he had brought you by his blood. Now, verse 14, for he is a peace who had made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, no separation. Having abolished in the flesh the enmity. Now check that enmity. So I will put the enmity between you and you know that's between um, mankind and, and, and devil. And not just that, because of sin, there was this enmity between God and man. And the enmity is the enmity that sin brought. And again, the enmity that the law brought, because the law was God's um, um, remedial program or makeup program. Okay. For the Jewish, okay, I'm, 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 I'm calling to myself, I'm being your God, you want to be my people, you can't be my people like you, unless you be like, when you don't have my nature, I will give you my law. This is who I am, God wrote to them, courts or deeds of agreement, if you can do these deeds, then you can have me. 
but instead of that law should bring them nearer it's breach this it breach enmity again the people begin to withdraw from god again they seem to be a very different father and they could not do what he said so there was enmity but when christ died that law was taken away enmity was taken away and grace was presented all that we need to meet up the standard god has said all that we need to be able to walk on the same pedestal with god christ did for us so as a result god brought us there because of the blood so the enmity the issue the condition the commandment we cannot keep now we don't need to keep the commandment all we have got to do is to have the holy ghost and because we have the holy ghost we come home with the father and now we can do what the father wants that what that was what christ brought to you that's the blessing of the cross he has abolished in his flesh the enmity even the law of commandment containing ordinances so what is the source of that enmity ordinances do this do that do that do that and all of this god is expressing his love but because of the the deprivation and then the 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 uh, the uh, the flaw of man and the the criticality of sin and the damage that sin had done to us instead of us to embrace this love that is expressed in the law because we are weak we cannot do it actually bred hatred and you see man going contrary to what God had told them that he hates because he lacks the capacity to embrace the Father. But the scripture said that now Christ did something. He took away the commandments. He became our peace. Now by becoming our peace, he, made, he, he reconciled the problem. He, he, he checked what the situation was, took it away and brought the Father and us together. He brought us to the Father and reconciled. Verse 16. That he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereof. So the cross of Christ brought us to the Father. Verse 17. And he came and preached peace to you which we are far off, and to them that were near. For through him we both have sex by faith. And we, we have access by one spirit unto the Father. Get that. That is the climax of the scripture. You have access. Not just that. Verse 19. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers or foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of god now i am the member of god's household i'm the member of his house because of what christ done i'm a fellow citizen i'm a member of god's kingdom i'm not striving to enter the kingdom of god i live there that's where i live i'm not going to die before i enter heaven i entered heaven now the bible said that i'm no longer strangers or foreigners i know what god is doing the kingdom of god is my is, is, is my country i am not a Nigerian. i am from my father i'm from heaven but fellow citizen with the saints and of the household of God, we are members of God's family. God is my relative. He's my creator also. He's my father also. And verse 20, and I built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together for an for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Now, this scripture rounded up by telling you that you are meant to be inhabited by God. So that tabernacle is making available. He's making it available so that he can dwell. You are that tabernacle. In First Peter chapter 2, Apostle Paul said, we are, we are spiritual houses are being built up. So we are spiritual houses and the sole aim of that structure, that edifice God is putting up is so that he can live in us, live through us. Guys, Christ made possible what had never been possible in any ages. That now God can live in man. Can you bless God? Can you say, Father, thank you. This thing I just share in a very quick thought. 
Thank you for the works of the cross. Thank you for the works of the cross. Thank you for the works of the cross. Thank you for the finished works. There is a reconciliation. The Father is pleasing. He is pleased with me. I am accepted in the beloved. My life pleasures him. Because there is an offering. Because now the seed of the woman is manifested. The gospel is concerning Son Jesus Christ, which he promised at all time by the prophet or by the scriptures of the prophets. Now he has been manifested in this last day. God is faithful. He has kept his words. And now everything I need to live, to sustain, to survive, to live life to the fullest has been given. I embrace it. Can you bless God for that? It's a blessing you receive. Can you bless God for that? Oh, Jacalumo Sindelia. Jebrekisata Ladoko Skepelenea. Then Copala Nusa Katana. Bando Copora Gasha. Jibohogoromo Suzuhere. Vava Vava Dadia. Oh, La Camora Basungalaba. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Le Crapasata for the victory you wrote for me. Kabarama Sundolobo Shata. E Crabosantaya. Because I can now live in your presence. Mara Cosenda Labra Shata. You are the promise of the Father. Thank you because your eternal purpose is not expressed that now man can walk without blameless, can, can walk before you blameless in love. Oh, Yandabaka Shata. Thank you because of spiritual blessing. Thank God the promise of the Father is expressed in Christ. Thank you God the seed of the woman, Jesus Christ, is manifested. Thank you God Jesus Christ was, was born of the seed of David and was declared to be the Son of God. He is now come for my Savior. Thank you because him that was before Abraham is now manifested and on the account of sin took away sin. Thank you because Jesus Christ is the expression of the love of God. Jesus Christ is the life of God and he has shown hope to take, to take away my sin. On the account of sin, he condemns sin in the flesh. It is not the works of darkness. Oh, for this I'm grateful. Maya Bakashata, Yeko Paramasata, Jesus Christ, who was prophesied by the prophets and the scripture of the prophets, in the law and in the prophets, is manifested. And he was shown up to bring me to the Father. He's shown up to make me an habitation of the Father. And I'm grateful. Oh, Ramashata, is the seed of the woman. Is the cloud by day. Is the pillar of fire by night. Is the cloud by day. He is the tabernacle of God. He is the roots of David, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the branch of the house of the Lord. He is the mountain of the house of the Lord. Oh, Kabashanda Yalaba. He is beautiful and gracious. He is beautiful and glorious. He is beautiful and merciful. Oh, give you all the praise. Oh, because God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's a prophetic name, that name of Joseph and Nishabao. Because in the, the children are particular of flesh and blood, he also become particular of flesh and blood, that he may destroy him that had the power of death. Oh, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, that he may destroy those who through their lifetime were subject to death. I am delivered from the power of death. No fears of any kind. Oh, thank you because you will do for me the works of Christ. Kalibo Shandala. I am brought into the presence of the Father. There is reconciliation. Oh, no longer do we know any man according to the flesh. Because even a man is in Christ, a new creature, all things pass away. Behold, all things have become new. Oh, all things are new for me. Kaharush. Kahado Shanda. Jimbahando Sokoto. Arabo Koskoskopa Kapakapakata. I am a new creature. 
I am the workman of God. I am God's and the world. I'm God's ambassador. I am made to do the work God has had, had made before the foundation of the world that I walk in there. My life is to is meant to add values to others. It's meant to help people find God. It's meant to help people to please God and see that they are pleased with God and to make them embrace the works of Christ. Lord, I open up my heart. For an encounter with you, more and more. Bikeloma Santa Lava Shata, a visitation. Maruko Scotenda Labrisha Kete, Jibaka Romo Suzumandeke, Paramosutu, Leko Paramasi Katapa. You will touch my heart again, Baramaka City, Brakapakata Pakata Malababa Sunde Gelebeshe, Kremosa Kita Pakati Malambu Koromo Sinze Enkete, Ejuma Juma 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 Kamboro Bokoso Pahandi. Thank you for redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, Marabaka Sata. He is the image of the invincible God, Raboko Sekete Mandisha, Lego Jeke Bakadi, Raboko. He delivered me from the power of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of their son when we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin. Which in no other generation was made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow years. Hallelujah. I am a fellow here that the gender to be fellow years and of the same body and particles of, of, of this promise in Christ Jesus by the gospel. Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me I am less than a least of all the saints. Is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles on such bridges of Christ and to be called men see what is the fellowship of his mystery, which from the beginning of the world have been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now to the principles and powers in the heavenly places might be made known by the church the money for the wisdom of God according to the internal according to his eternal purpose which he proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him and for this cause I bow my knees on the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that I will grant unto you this, according to the riches of his glory, to be surrounded with mind, by expecting the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, and you being written and written in love, may be able to come with all saints, what is the breadth, what is the length, what is the depth, what is the height, and on the love of Christ, which passes to understanding that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly all, above all that you ask or think according to the that works in us, who will I handle Shakiha. For the works of Christ, Sahad Alasha, O Kromo Santa, he that descended in the same also that ascended far above all the heavens, that he may feel all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the defining of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, under the perfect man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, for that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried away with every winds of doctrine by the state of men and calling craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to the sea, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in him in the whole things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by the which every just supply it according to the victory working in the in the measure of every part make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in law this i say therefore and testify in the lord that ye 
henceforth walk not as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feelings have given themselves unto lapiciousness to walk all uncleanness and greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. It should be that you have learned and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Christ Jesus, that you put off concern the former conversation of the whole man, which is corrupt according to the according to receive the loss and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which is after god which after god is recreated in righteousness and holiness thank you because i'm recreated in your image oh shalabakosandia ijobrakasulanasha dekromosinkaparabasata Give thanks unto the Father which has made us made to be partaker of, of the inheritance of the saints in the light, who are delivered from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, even we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all of every creature. For by him we are all things created that are in heaven, that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether be they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created by him and for him and is before all things and by him all things consist and is the head of all the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead and in him all things and that in him and that in all things he might have the preeminence for it is the father that in him should dwell all the fullness of god and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him i say whether they be things on earth or things in heaven and you that we are sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works ye now as he reconciled in the body of his flesh through there to present you only an unblameable and unreproachable in his sight if you continue the faith granted and settled by and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under the heaven. I, Paul, am made a minister. Lord, thank you. O Rabako Shandalamaya. O Rako Shandalabrashetaya. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of the grace which is given unto me for you to feed the word of God. Even the mystery which was, which has been eaten from ages and from generation but now is made manifest to his saint to whom god would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the gentiles which is christ in you the hope of glory whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in jesus thank you lord jesus for this provision you made for us oh thank you because we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in every places in christ thank you because yes predestinated us unto the adoption of children by jesus christ himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved in whom we have redemption through his blood forgiveness of sin according to the riches of grace wherein he has appointed toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has proposed in himself that in the expression of the fullness of time it might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who walketh all things according to the counsel of his will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom also you have trusted after you have heard the word of truth, the ghost of your salvation, in whom also after you have believed, you will see the Holy Ghost of promise, which is the end of our inheritance of the redemption of the purchased possession until the praise of his glory, 
Wherefore, I also after I have heard of your feet in the Lord Jesus Christ, and love unto all the saints, sit not to give thanks unto you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that he has of understanding and enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the riches of the glories of the inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to all those who believe, according to the work of his mind about which he wrote in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right and in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power, minds and dominions, and everything that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and he has put all things on thy feet and has given him to be the head of all things to the church which is his body friends of him that friends in all in all father thank you for this provision thank you for this provision in christ 